Hello people, welcome to the show. I'm your host, William Obiano, and this is the XYZ Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the beginner's guide to online marketing. And before we dive right in, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at William Obiano, and Facebook at William Obiano. And when getting into online marketing, we want to pay attention to what our customer does. And most people will say, all you have to do is just run ads and start testing but actually that's that isn't the case you actually need discipline and focus because checking out for what your customer pays attention to it's really difficult and requires a systematic strategy to how you're going to do it now in order to use this systematic strategy it's actually been uh it's advised for you to use a worksheet and i'll be leaving one uh after this podcast in a link and you need a worksheet to be able to group your customers and you would like to group them according to their behavioral patterns their demographic their psychological character and when writing out on this worksheet you're going to put a couple of things in check like the typical customer roles are they a husband are they a wife is it a man or a woman and if it's for businesses you would want to know the positions they take in such business institutions like an IT manager, marketing manager, if he's the CEO. And then another section of the worksheet, you would talk about how, you, whether these customers have the decision-making powers in wherever they are. If it's for consumers, you want to know, is it the husband, is it the wife? Do they need to ask for permission in order to buy something online? If it's in an institution, you ask, is it the vice president? Does he have the power to make decisions without the president? And once you you get all this information, it's going to be easy for you to narrow them down to this is a specific customer. And you can even go as farther as even trying to know the the age, the educational history, the industry they work in, where the industry is located. Do they live in a rural area or a suburb area or the city? You would like to know their professional attributes, like the responsibilities associated with the job and all this kind of good stuff. So this is basically what you actually do need as part of the information you're going to put down in your worksheet. And then once that is happening, you're actually going to know the buyer's path to sales. You would like to monitor how your decision taking process occurs before they purchase something. So you, you want to know how they found out about you. Was it through referral? Was it through word of mouth? And then you have to be asking questions about why they're coming towards you what exactly can you offer to them that would make them choose you rather than any other person out there and you want to anticipate what they may want to ask of you so you can prepare three or five different variants in which you can present to them in the in the need or if the need arises if they ask such questions now once all this is happening all this is really good stuff you, you definitely need to check um, on each of the stages of the process of how you went through these processes and know how long it took you to get this information. Guys, it's all about getting the data. Once you have the data, you'll be easy, it'll be easy for you to just optimize everything. Yeah? And so you would know what you should put in or what you should put out, which part costs you money and which part gives you money. And you'll be able to know and add certain tweaks and make certain adjustments that would benefit you in the end. Then once all this is set up, you have to then go into the 
part of the funnels. You want to give you want to give them funnels in such a way that not all your marketing leads are actually gonna uh, convert. So you, you use the funnels to check out places in which they've been dropping off and try to make it as try to make your drop dropout rate as minimum as possible. And before you can start talking about how once you've gotten your ideal leads and your ideal clients, then you can start remarketing on them. And as you're remarketing, you try to keep growing and getting better. Guys, I'm going to drop a couple of uh, uh, resource files as well, just in case you'd like to read more about this subject. And it's written by a guy called Neil Patel. And I'll put a link down below. Now, guys, uh, the, the whole recap of all this is you would actually want to uh, analyze all this information and know the what they will be susceptible to so you can actually provide them with this product. And all right, people, thanks for joining me on the podcast. I'm going to drop the links, like I said earlier, to everything below. So just give me an honest review, a comment, a like, a share, because this show is new, so we'd like to grow it up and reach other people as well. And the link to the all the resource files, I'm going to give it to you it's at www.xyzempower.com slash blog. Now stay safe out there, guys. Hello, people. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, William Obiano, and this is the XYZ Podcast. Now, on today's episode, it's a very interesting episode, by the way, we're talking about how to find customers and not traffic yeah now the whole idea about this is that you know you're gonna have to find direct targeted audience not just like randomly searching anybody off of facebook for example well yeah which reminds me before we get right into it uh don't forget to follow me on instagram uh, linkedin and twitter at william obiana and facebook at williams obiana like i said it's gonna be this way for about a month I made a mistake with the S, so it's Williams Obiana on Facebook. Check it out. Okay, back to it. So, like I said, you want to find like uh, your customers and not uh, traffic sources because it's easy for you to narrow down what you want to like target, who you want to target with your niche, and depending on your niche. For example, if you're into makeup. You don't just want to run a general ad on Facebook or you don't just want to send a whole bunch of Facebook friend requests hoping that you're going to see people who are interested in uh, makeup. So you'd want to know who exactly you want to use, who exactly will be interested in your product. And a very cool way uh, you can do this is there's this new uh, new plugin called like the Facebook ID, something like this. I'm not really sure. We'll check it out later. But it's about Facebook ID or so where you can write out like a targeted audience search and it's going to give you everybody on Facebook who is interested in that niche. You know, cool thing about this is I actually found out about this not so long ago and I've been using it and it's been phenomenal. All right, so that's way You have to consider the two types of traffic drivers and already everybody knows this. It's either you're paying for ads or you're getting free organic content. Now for free organic content, you know, it's the same old stuff, you know, you build relationships with your audience, you connect with people who are higher than you, for example, like uh, Instagram influencers or people that have a lot of following on Facebook or a lot of friends on Facebook. You develop a form of web presence on all forms of social media, LinkedIn, Twitter, you know, the whole bunch of them. And 
you have to go beyond that for example this is the primary sources of social uh, social media uh, social media sites out there but you have to consider stuff like what i'm doing right now podcasting blogs youtube which it's quite common right now quora you know and they have a whole bunch of other stuff like uh, sub niches uh, where like viral trends or reddit you can actually go on places like this and find your audience because trust me they're everywhere it's just for you to look down and search now definitely on how to post on um, posting on all social sites it's still the same old same old but you want to give something of value you don't just want to uh, just send cold requests or cold uh, invites it's it's, it's it's not really fun like nine out of ten times they'll just skip because i know i would so if you aren't if you aren't giving anything of value why should i listen to you so you want to give something of value maybe a form of education on how to use the products more efficiently or some form of skincare if you're in the makeup and beauty niche you know stuff like this you should educate your your audience in some form of the other so they don't feel like it's a ripoff now the second one it's paid ads now people are skeptical about this because of in as much as some people pay for ads some people think it's a waste of money and a waste of time and i beg to differ i think if you feel it's a waste of time there probably is something wrong with your marketing strategy because every marketing strategy works with paid ads all you have to do is write it down properly plan it properly the worst case scenario is it's going to be slow and if it's slow you definitely would see where you should tweak and once you adjust this get to have that boost in audience or engagement rates that you're looking for and this is why a lot of uh, successful businesses today make it because they keep running ads upon ads upon ads and they keep learning from their mistakes and i know yeah it's not they don't really have the budget for it but the ideal amounts for small scale to medium scale business you can budget at least a hundred dollars to start off with and just get at the back of your mind that you've lost this money and you should just use it as a way of paying for information about what your potential customers would like and if all that actually goes well you would begin to scale like us you've been to scale organically because once you've gotten the ball rolling organic ads just take up and you won't have to pay for ads anymore either ways so guys that's it for traffic drivers today i hope you got a ton of value from this and uh thanks for joining me on the podcast uh, i'm gonna drop links to uh, whatever resources like that facebook id stuff i'm not sure so i'll drop the link once i check out of this podcast yeah, don't forget to drop an honest review, comment, like, share, so this show can grow and reach others that might be looking for such kind of value as well. And just a reminder, follow me on socials at William Obiano. Trust me, I'm everywhere on socials except Facebook, which is Williams Obiano, because I fucked up by adding an additional S. So stay safe out there and good luck. Hello people, welcome to the show. I'm your host William Obiana and this is the XYZ Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be discussing about the conversion funnel. Now before we dive right in, follow me on Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn at Williams Obiana and Facebook at Williams Obiana. In the previous episode, I explained why there's an S on the Williams. Okay, let's get on with it. 
Now, a typical combustion funnel must have layers and layers on top of layers. Like, for example, if you watched uh, some of the ads that this company, ClickFunnels, they do, they give out some really nice information about how funnels work. So you want to take your customers or your clients from the stage of awareness to the stage of consideration and then conversion. And once they can get to conversion, you have to look at how you want to transform them to the funnel of loyalty and finally, uh, advocacy. Yeah. So the whole process of the funnel, it's actually supposed to weed out the customers and the clients that might not be interested in your product early on and prevents both of you from wasting your time. So the fewer they are, the better. At least you get to pinpoint the exact customers that you've been targeting and they are going to be the customers you're going to profit from in the long term. Now, it's a no-no if a product is actually bad or your campaign is unbearable because there are various uh, factors why people drop out. Some people is just maybe because at that stage in their life, they don't have the money or they can't afford your product or your service or maybe at that point in your life they're going through some emotional or psychological issues that would make them drop out or maybe the ad was not just good enough but it definitely is a no-no if you have a bad product or a bad service it's going to leave a very terrible taste in their mouths and they won't want to come back so that should be fixed the rest i spoke about It happens, but you always want to take notes and always try to optimize your funnel in the most effective way. So if you have to do that, just keep on optimizing it and find out what could be wrong and just plug the patches and I'm sure you'll be good to go. Now, there are various ways to optimize your funnel. Uh, Optimizing your funnel basically just makes you optimize conversions and the conversion optimization is actually a very, very cool strategy that it targets psychology like it targets the clients or the customer's psychology so you want to have a very good um, funnel that can give you conversion optimization based on uh, client psychology the second is actually like using this can can make you target like people based on like i said the psychology and uh, the design and the analytics and also like uh, the research of the particular product or the particular system in which the customer comes in. So you want to use like proper analytic methods to know what exactly uh, they want and how exactly to give it to them. And the third uh, reason why you should use a conversion uh, conversion optimization is because it's going to also let you know what your audience wants. Like I said earlier, they're going to guide you. Now, in order for you to know the psychology of your clients or your customers, you want to know by giving them a whole bunch of stuff to test out. For example, you can give them the design to see how they react to the design, or you want to try a copywriting, like a headline. How big is the headline? How small is the headline? Because I remember back when I was trying to make funnels and I was writing really small headlines and it wasn't really giving me a lot of conversions because I didn't even have a target. My target audience were generally theatric people that's old people and they weren't in my opinion i think they weren't really saying it because old people they don't have as good an eyesight as young people do so you want to like bolden up your headlines you want to make it very visible enough depending on your audience and with a captivating design and a b testing always always a b test because you made one funnel doesn't mean you should leave it at that it can always be better you make another variation of that previous one and test both of them out and know which one brings more conversions and you keep testing out and testing out and testing out until you find the optimum uh, page that you'd actually like to use and your a b testing can test various things like your color scheme 
your headline, the whole landing page in general, maybe a theme, maybe how your call to action looks like, you know, maybe the images, maybe the templates you're using, your A-B testing, test everything. You have to test everything and know which ones the clients respond better to. Now, once you do this, it's one part of it. The second part of it is the analytical part of it where you would ask, why did people click on this particular page? Like what went wrong? Why did it go wrong? What went right? Why did it go right? You want to have, keep taking data of everything the customer is doing. And one of the cool tools I really use is uh, Hotspots. And don't worry, I haven't been sponsored by them or anything, but they're a very, very cool tool and I really, really recommend them. It basically is a heat map that keeps you, or maybe Crazy Egg as well from Neil Patel, check it out. It, it gives you like a, a analytical, it gives you an analytical information about where customers are clicking the most and you get to see it with a really hot signature map on that area. So it's going to make you, um, it's going to tell you what the customers are doing. Are they really engaging with your page or not? And these are all the things that you have to do and the advantages of this is that you tend to understand what appeals to the customer and you would know what particular pages or parts of your funnel are actually leaking so you can plug it out. So I hope you got this and uh, got good information from this and got value from this. All right. So uh, thanks for joining me on the podcast and uh, go, go to www.xyzempower.com slash blog. I'm going to be dropping links to everything I talked about right here. So please drop an honest review, comment, like, share so we can grow and reach others as well. And as a reminder, uh, please follow me on socials. Like I said, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn at William Obianer and Facebook at Williams Obianer. Stay, stay safe out there, guys. Hello, people. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, William Obianer, and this is the XYZ Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about content marketing. Now, content marketing, it's actually a very, very controversial topic because a lot of, uh, some people think it's just a way of spreading information and other people think it's a way of getting traffic. But before we dive right in, I would like you to follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at William Obianer and on Facebook at Williams Obianer. Okay, so let's dive right in. Now, in order for people to do this, it actually pays in the very long term if you're actually doing content marketing. Like, if you have the... Um, the whole mental state that you want to use it to drive traffic immediately most times out of none it doesn't really work it's something that you just have to do just because you want to share out the information and it should be part of the long-term strategy for your traffic to eventually come from there but it's all good and you can actually uh, promote it in any form you want written or video like i think uh, this recent years it's actually been vlogs and blogs that have actually been very very viral and there are people tend to forget that there are other sites where you can actually put up your content as well for example uh, personally i think busumo busumo or upworthy now you can also use ebooks as well and just send, make it viral on facebook just put out an ebook and if you would like to run ads or just send it to all your friends request uh, all your friends on your facebook you can just share it out there. It's also a way of getting your content out there and also the use of infographics as well, you know, live videos, webinars, courses. All these are just ways that you can get your, your, your content out there. And once you're focusing on just providing value, eventually, 
people would notice you and that's when your traffic begins to come in but like every other thing in life there's a price to always pay for anything you do and most of the prices the price you have to pay for content marketing might include like you have to always be consistent it's going to put you in a state of consistency because without you being consistent about it people just think it just tends to fizzle out and no one might be interested anymore whenever you put it up there so consistency is a very is a key thing to actually consider the second is a detailed you have to always be detailed like be very specific about what you're talking about because you have to put yourself in a situation where you're talking to someone that is not intelligent or it's not so smart so you have to make it detailed and clear trying to send out a message so they can understand you and uh, for the new generation they have a uh, ADHD most of them have ADHD they have a very short attention span so it's always nice to add a little bit of you know images or something that can actually catch their attention into whatever you're doing if it's a blog cool if it's a YouTube video better so you invest on next you can invest on how you want the headlines to go I, I personally have had this problem with headlines like for the longest period, I've always been trying to get the right headline, but it just doesn't stick. I went around like I usually went to outsource my headlines for most of my uh, most of my content, but right now and I've been using this really cool tool called Portents. What what it does is that it actually gives you the opportunity to write out the keywords of what you're trying to say, and it generates a very good headline for you. And if you feel you're not really good with potent, you might as well just go to Copy Blogger, and they're going to give you a formula, a couple of formula and steps in which you can use to write out the optimum headline that you can use for your um, content. Then you can also send out through emails. Emails is a very personal thing, so you wouldn't want to just spam people. You want to let them know that you're sending emails and let them know the, con- the, the content of what you're actually sending. It should actually be, it's always better if it's always on the subject headline of the email. So you send the email, you put the subject headline of that blog or that blog as the subject headline of the email so that once you're well, your, the people interacting with your content see it, they won't be irritated by it and they will be expecting it. And once you grow up to a bigger level, you can start uh, doing an A-B testing to know what kind of content works for what kind of audience. And once you do this, to, to be testing everything, you will need to know the metrics you would have to use. So you, you have your engagements, how many of them like viewed your content on page per views, how many of them stayed so long on your site, you're talking about duration on site, you know, your return visits, your bounce rates. And you, if, if all that is good, and you give it a thumbs up for your engagement, you then go for the virality. Like how many social media shares has it gotten? Like what's the rate of the new visitors that are coming in? All that, you have your leads and your conversion. Is it conversing well? How many new signups? How many inquiries? What revenue is it bringing in? What's the lifetime value of the customer and the customer acquisition cost? All these are metrics that you would have to measure to know the virality of your content. And once that is coming up, it will help you know what you should take out and what you should put in. And hopefully it's going to help you grow your business uh, in the future. Because these are going to be your potential traffic. And supreme people that are going to be your potential traffic. Now guys, uh, I hope you guys had a lot of value from that. Thanks for joining me on the podcast. For links of this, I'm going to put links below on the podcast. Depending on where you're hearing it from. I uh, don't know I'm out there, so I, I don't know where this you'll be hearing this information from. It could be LinkedIn, it could be from my blog, but I'll drop links 
so uh, i would really love an honest review comment like share critique so this show can grow and i can get better and can reach other people as well and just a reminder follow me on socials like i said on instagram twitter linkedin at william obiana and facebook at william obiana stay safe out there people Hello people, welcome to the show. I'm your host William Obiana and this is the XYZ Podcast. Now in today's episode, we're going to be talking about pay channel marketing. And before we dive right in, uh, follow me on Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn at William Obiana and on Facebook at Williams Obiana. Alright, let's get right in. Now pay channel marketing can also be called uh, search engine marketing or pay per click depends on how you want to put it, but it's simply a traffic gotten from paid advertisements. It's possible to calculate both the long and the short term value on the number of website visits. So you're just gathering traffic and know based on how much you pay to put your product out there. And one of the most common questions are, what type of network should you use? And it depends on whatever type of content you're trying to put out there. but. It's usually something simple and it correlates with your customer psychology. So it's always best for you to study each platform and you would find which one best fits your product or your service that you're trying to get out there. Now, paid ad comes in different forms and the most common form is the display type. Some people call it the billboard type and that's the one you see on Facebook. Facebook are very common for display type advertisements where they show out the ad and they bill you based on the number of viewers that view that ad. Another one is called the CPC, also known as the cost per click, and it's usually based on the amount of clicks gotten on that ad. There are some that's like the called the cost per revenue, and this is very it's quite simple based on the amount of revenue you're generating from that particular network in which you'll be billed, and you have the cost per install. This is built based on the number of downloads and is seen very very commonly in mobile apps like games like. Uh, down, um, softwares in which you can use uh, to do whatever you want to do, maybe social media um, softwares or stuff like that. Very common. And um, then there's the cost per view. Now the cost per view is what we see on video. And in 2018, as of this year, YouTube has the, one of the highest cost per view. And in my opinion, I think that most businesses should start looking at YouTube videos, Facebook videos, Instagram videos, and Stop, uh, like every platform that offer videos are pro- a potential opportunity to divert to you in the future. So what, uh, there are a lot of there are some important strategies that you should take note of when you're trying to use any network. So you have to think about use use day parting, and this is it's common with Instagram influencers. Um, in, in my past, when I had a Shopify store, I used this particular strategy a lot by trying to reach out to Instagram influencers and trying to ask them what part of what time of the day do they have their highest engagement, and I tr- I pay them based on the on the time of the day in which they were using. Now it's really good because some advertisement agencies they get to charge a lot, so it's always a very good uh, marketing strategy for you to tell them, okay, you know what? Uh, how about I pay you from seven to eight or from one to two or depending on the particular time that you are sure based on your research that there's going to be a huge amount of traffic you can actually pay for those hours so two or three hours in certain durations of the day is always ideal then second thing second strategy to take note of is retargeting you already have your customer base you should always retarget them because 
they are your lifeline the more you keep them engaged the more chances you have of generating revenue from them another strategy to take note of is dual targeting depending on your location you don't want to send out products and services to people that are based somewhere that they don't need your product and service for example you want to sell a whole bunch of sweaters you have to be thinking about places where they have a, a ton of cold or the temperature is really low that you might need this product. You won't want to sell this product to places that are hot and like, it's basically a loss of money. So you have to consider geo-targeting. Also type of foods as well. Like You won't want to sell types of dishes to people that don't actually care about that kind of food. So something to think about and consider. Another type of strategy is internet-based targeting. And, the new generation right now that generation x and generation y and generation z are right now highly engaged depending on the age group some people are more engaged on facebook some people are more engaged on instagram some people are more engaged on snapchat so depending on the particular activities and their engagements you can you have to put out your product or your services on all these places uh, another strategy to take note of and this is one of my favorite behavioral targeting like when i was running my shopify store there was a particular strategy we I actually had to implement which was like uh, selling uh, based on recently used items so if I was selling a ton of shoes based on the summer holidays I always had at the back of my mind that all right sell uh, sell every summer holiday sell this type of shoes or sell this type of purse or sell this type of bags and it always works well especially during seasonal periods as well so you have to do that and then the final strategy that I'm actually going to give is about keywords you have to try to anticipate what your customer might want depending on uh, a particular product for example if I'm thinking about click funnels I'll be thinking that okay my, my customer would definitely be interested in something based on funnels so every keyword in which I'm going to attach to my service is going to be based on funnels for example sales funnel or built for you funnels or funnel hackers stuff like this are keywords that you can associate with your product and if you put it out there it's actually a very good strategy and it costs people to engage more with your product or your service now when you're choosing the right ad network you should actually consider some criteria. and for me i typically write down my criteria down on a piece of paper and whenever i'm going online to check on how i want to take on this strategy i use my criteria as guidelines so the first criteria i always write down is my available targeting options i ask myself and i try to look online to see if i can get some answers as well what questions should i write down based on my audience at that time so i try to watch my audience i think i write down what kind of strategy i'm planning on using to target them can i combine it for example maybe i want to use facebook and instagram i write it down i plan on using facebook and instagram maybe facebook and linkedin maybe linkedin and instagram maybe instagram and snapchat depends on whatever you're trying to send out there whatever product or services you think it's actually going to be uh, um, profitable for you and second question i ask myself is what type of uh, 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 niche am i going for like am i going for a general niche or am i going for a specific niche i also know am i targeting b2b or am i targeting b2c so these kind of things are what I put down on a piece of paper as my first targeting option criteria. My second targeting option criteria is the user compatibility. I ask myself, like, for the kind of ad I'm trying to run, run right now, is it better for me to use display or is it better for me to use written? If I was going to use written blogs, it's going to be on my mind. And for blogs, I'll be thinking about places like Google, Google search words and stuff like that. And if I was using display, I'll be thinking about Facebook, I'll be thinking about Instagram. So I have my mindset is actually primed based on the type of compatibility I'm trying to give to my clients or my potential clients as well. Then next is the ad format. 
for the ad format i they're not all ads are actually uh, good based on what you think is selling at the moment for example maybe a little maybe facebook is, is viral right now and people say okay yeah facebook is, is the place to go to when you want to run your ads but some ads are so simple that they might actually just use google search for it and you can you can use blogs to get this out there or something as simple as a podcast can actually get you the ton of traffic that you're looking for so you always want to know what ad format some are good with video some are good with audio some are good with display it's always best to test out and know which one works and from lastly the uh, finally the criteria i actually use is the reputation of the network now right now in my opinion i think facebook has been spammed so much there are tons of bots there are tons of fake accounts so you have to know what type of reputation this network is providing for you and whether it's something that you can work with and now uh, the final thing i'm going to be dropping here is uh, you should know your budget and how to know your budget is based on checking how much your business is earning for you and how much you plan on making from running those paid advertisements i also focus on my conversion and finally i start with the the most little amount possible and until i'm seeing some form of progress or until i see some growth coming in i do not do nothing as long as there's growth then i can scale up from there Alright guys, I hope you got some value from this and thank you for joining me on the XYZ podcast. If you would like to read the blog, I posted it up on every social media site I know. So please drop an honest review, comment, like, share so this show can grow and reach others as well. And just a reminder, follow me on socials, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, you know, everything that William Obianer. So stay safe out there, guys. Peace. Hello, people. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, William Obianer, and this is the XYZ Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be discussing about one-on-one connection through email charts with your clients. Before we dive right in, I want to remind you to follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at William Obiana and Facebook at William Obiana. Okay, so we're beginning right now. Now, there are, everyone, every one of us receives spam emails. Of course, it's out there. There are tons and tons of emails that have been spammed. And this is actually not good for us as marketers because as marketers, we we'll always want our clients to open our emails so they can get to see the kind of content we're presenting to them. So a good marketer must focus on three key things in order for him to have a very successful email campaign. And those three things are the type of content you're giving in your email, the relevance of the content you're giving, and its perceived value. Now for a very high point, for a very effective technique on this concept, it was used by Managing Director of Smartshoot, Steve P. Young, and what he did was that he used questions as his subject headlines whenever he sent out emails and he was direct whenever he was doing that so he, he always let them know that this email was based on a certain activity and he let them know on and the last thing he did was he created dialogue whenever he was sending out his emails he made it in such a way that his clients were going to respond to his emails and he was very very successful with it and currently i'm testing out the strategy myself to see how, how well it's going to work out for me. So you can use that as a tool to help yourself build better emails. Now, when writing out an email, you, don't, you have to 
figure out a balance between personalizing it and automating it because the, there is a lot of automated email sequences out there. I personally use Aweb and Active Campaign, but there are tons like MailChimp and the rest of them. And they send you've already it, it has already written email sequences that you just have to send out to your clients, and you'd want to restrict it from being spammy. So you would have to put a little bit of personal touch, like calling the person's name and making it personal, or if you have. And details about their location or where they are at the moment you can always ask about how their location is maybe they give information about the number of kids they had you can ask about that just try to get personal but not too personal so you don't look creepy and when you do that being all personal is going to give you the advantage of understanding your customer better you'll be able to know what kind of offer you can give to them because you'll be able to detect their pain points so you will have a strategic kind of email sequences you'll be sending sending to them based on their needs and second second thing about finding the balance is to help you have more collaborations with other platforms like for example email you can use send them emails and be able to send them like facebook chat messages using uh, many chats as a chatbot or it can also help and sending that in a certain sequence because when, whenever you're sending it or you don't just want to just send out a bunch and bunch of emails like that or you don't even, you want to make it in such a way that you send them something to help them out and then send them resources the next day and send them another resource in maybe three or four days interval of resources before you can actually promote something and this technique is used by Gary Vaynerchuk in his book Jab Jab Right Hook so that's a good resource tool you can actually go read the book and get some knowledge on it for them you would also want to remember that there are a lot of triggers that make uh, emails send the messages to the spam so below this uh, I, I dropped a link for this uh, podcast for 455 spam trigger words to avoid and it's going to help you know exactly how to write your copy better so that your emails don't get spammed avoid the red color you can avoid like a bunch of capital a lot of capital words it looks so spammy so you don't want to do that and you should always give them the option to unsubscribe because it, it, it's already a bother they're giving you their emails why like sending them frequently you don't know their response to it so give them the option of always unsubscribing and be straightforward so once you're sending this you would like to measure metrics based on what people are doing with your email you want to check for the total open rates the unique open total clicks the click-through rates the unique clicks try to know the, the try to understand the, your customer psychology as they're doing it they're, they're not opening your email something definitely is wrong go back to the drawing board try to fix it and you just keep experimenting and experimenting until you've got a winner so guys that's just the basics of how to get personal with your clients through emails and it also works for chats as well so with the new uh, facebook chatbot system you can also try this on facebook and apply similar concepts so with that i, got, I hope you got some value from this information uh, don't forget to like we drop a review drop a comment share it so this show can grow and reach others as well and if you'd like to get links to any of the things I may have said below, you can check out my website at www.xyzempower.com slash blog or you can go to social media and go to XYZ Empowered uh, Facebook group and join us there. So stay safe out there guys. Peace.